You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. And we're going to admit the great Steve Brown. Nice. Hey, Steve. See there? Yeah, he is, but it says connecting to audio. Oh, connecting so audio. You're just like, hey, Steve. And then you're just <laughs> what's up, man? What's going? Hey, Steve. What's up, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. Thanks for doing right, the, the podcast. Oh, no. Sorry to keep you guys waiting. Trying to block and put No worries. How are you? This is the trusty sidekick, Victor. How's it going, Victor? Good. It's good to, uh, it's good to meet you, Steve. Good to meet you as well. How are you doing today? I'm great, man. Yeah. Were you were you uh, rushing home from the that Atlanta traffic? Got caught up in it. Oh, nice. That's exactly what happened. Oh, nice. Is it anything like Los Angeles traffic, where like yeah, probably worse? Oh, really? <laughs> Look at this one. No, that's not that's that's on my phone. Put that back. Awesome. You ready? Yeah, let me know you guys are ready. Oh, we're ready, buddy. Let's make it happen. How, right. how, long, is, how, long, how long is this gonna be? Uh well, usually each episode's 45 minutes, but if you need to bell early, I could like throw in sketches and stuff. Okay, cool. Let's make it happen. All right, cool, excellent. Welcome to Razor Rift. Uh I'm your host, Keith Razor, with my trusty sidekick, Victor. Victor. Howdy. Thanks for having me. And we have a great comedian from BET, Showtime. The great Steve Brown is here via Zoom. What's up, guys? How's it going? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm great, man, here in, in down south in this heat, you know, just, just trying to make it happen, you know? Yeah. You were just in uh, Ontario, California, and I really wanted to make your show, but I, I, I got shows of my own that week. How how was it? Because, like, I've always wanted to see you live. Well, man, it was it was really cool. And then I found out that you weren't there. Then the, the, <laughs> it was like a, a hush over the room. I had to really work hard to get them back. And then I started getting them back. And then I found out, then we found out later on that Victor wasn't there. And people were like, damn it. Hey, now, wait a minute. This is so finally, I had to work really, really hard. And, and hey, here we go. We're here. Love you, Steve. I just met you, man. I love, I love, I love, I love yeah, man, I, I thought, I thought, I thought I was the one that was putting asses in seats, but actually, it was you and Victor. I'm like, come on, man. What's up? <laughs> We're the United Nations between the three of us right here. Hey, man, it is what it is, man. But I, but actually, I, I really, really enjoy the Ontario Improv. It's a great setup. The people were very friendly, very professional. People laughed. And like I said, man, I think the only glitch we had is when some old lady uh, stood up and said, where the hell is Victor? I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> oh it was God. probably Victor's mom. Oh, hey, she's not that old. Okay, she's seventy. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, 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 what's what's on your guys' mind? What's going on? Talk to me. Well, Steve, I wanted to ask you a question that I'm sure you probably get are getting asked a lot, especially right now. Recently. Okay, Keith, hold on. Let me stop you there. Let me stop okay. you right now before you ask me any questions. <laughs> okay, I'm not your typical guy. All right, okay. meaning 
when it comes to interviews, ask me anything you want. Just be, be prepared for the answer. I don't want all this politically correct crap. So uh, how long you been doing it? Uh, which, 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 which your mom, who, who motivated you? I don't give a, I don't, look, it's not your business who motivated me. I'm here now. I'm on your podcast. Let's make it happen. Ask, ask the tough, crazy questions. Come on. Okay. Let me go, let me go and answer the first question. Yes, I am black. I'm a black man. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I, no, I, I was gonna I ask. I was gonna ask with the whole Oscar thing about Chris uh, Rock getting assaulted because a couple years ago you got assaulted. Well, you know what thing is it, that that was totally different. I, I felt like I felt like Chris being getting assaulted. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Will Will Smith slap was for all of us. Me, you, everybody who made memes. <laughs> Everybody who made jokes about Jada making a fool of him, I think that's who that slap was really for. Uh, and I, I feel honestly, I feel sorry for Will Smith, man. I, I'm a real Will Smith and Chris Rock fan, but Will is going through a lot of stuff that we really don't know about, but it's, it's manifesting itself now. But yeah, I, I, I think pretty much that slap was really, really meant for Jada. You know, <laughs> she was the one who really put him in the, you know, she made him the butt of all the jokes, believe it or not. Yeah. You know, so it is what it is. So, but of course, Chris, of course, Will is, uh, you know, a role model. He's not going to hit a female or whatever. So he, he had to um, hit somebody who, who shaped, who was shaped like a female yeah, and built <laughs> like a female. And that's my man, Chris. So, you know, but definitely <laughs> I, I hate it happening, man. And I, I love both those guys, but. It was just it was just unfortunate, you know. Yeah, uh, but like like I was saying, you've been in that situation where someone went up stage to attack you, so like that's a very scary feeling. Even though you have like a boxing degree, right? Right, right. Well, the thing is, it, it's it's always scary when somebody comes out of nowhere unprovoked and right. and then they try you like that. Uh, it's I mean, I can understand if I provoked him, I'd probably be ready for it. But this was something unprovoked. He was pretty much fighting everybody else. And then, you know, my dumb ass did what we all do. I made eye contact with him. And that's what got me. I made eye contact. When he looked up towards the stage, I should just put my head down or played dead or something. I made eye contact. And he was like, oh, you're next. I'm like, oh, shit. Hear me. <laughs> oh, my God. And, 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 and I promise you, I promise you, I think when he swung at me and he missed, the, the first swing he mumbled, uh, this is for Key. I'm like, who the hell is Key? Then when he when he swung the mic stand, he said, Yeah, Victor sent you this. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I would never do that because I actually love you. But uh I'm, I'm, our fans are crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's I wanted time. to ask you though, was that the scariest part? Was when he got the microphone with the mic stand? You know what? The scariest part to me, to be honest, because I'll put it to you like this. I, I, I you saw the tape, you, you can see I, I'm going to brag on myself and beat my chest. I handled myself well. I did what I was trained to do. I kept him in front of me and I kept him from hitting me. OK, so the thing is, when he swung the mic stand, I was still in control, believe it or not, because it didn't hit me. I got out of the way. But what was scary was um, I looked past him thinking that. Security was going to rush him any minute, and security is just sitting there drinking and eating like it's a movie. He's behind him off stage watching. 
And yeah. I'm like, dude, you supposed to be working. He's like, no, I'm enjoying this shit. Oh, y'all go ahead. It's, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> and the weird part is uh, I heard that you actually became friends with the guy like two years later. It, actually, we, we kept in contact um, while he was in prison. You know, his, I, I mean, it was it was a crazy thing, man, because the guy had gone through a lot. And I, 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 I feel sorry. I really feel bad for him because he was the media was killing him and he had to go back to prison. And, you know, it was just I think it was one of those things that he was drinking. He had a lot going on. And, you know, initially he got into it with his girl and yeah. and other stuff that happened before then. He just kind of snapped. He was fighting everybody. So it wasn't like he. I was like the pinpoint guy he was after. You right. know, and he he was very apologetic, and 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 um, I I I I, I'm, I you know I just I wanted to help him out, so I'm gonna I, we we're planning on doing something to help me and him, which is I'm going I'm we're planning on going back I'm I'm planning on going back to Columbia, South Carolina, and we're gonna do we're gonna spar, we're gonna do an exhibition, little match, and raise money or whatever, and that's gonna be a, a chance for me to help him um, make a little money. And for me to really beat his ass in front of everybody, because that's what I really want to do. <laughs> you know, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kick his ass in, in, in the name of charity. You know, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck him up in, in, in the name of charity. I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And, and every time I hit him, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, Keith sent me here. Yeah, Victor. It's <laughs> a left hook for Victor. Yeah." Please, thank uh, you. I appreciate yeah. it. And Keith, you better appreciate that too. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like a comedian, a uh, celebrity boxing match, but comedian boxing match. Right, right, and yeah, and I'm going, I'm, I'm gonna give him, I'm, I'm gonna give it to him because I was always taught by my grandfather, God rest his soul, give people what they give you to see if they like it. So you know when we do do that, that, that a little exhibition, I'm gonna hit him with a mic stand. I'm gonna throw a stool at him. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of give him the chair, give him the mic stand. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him everything he gave me to see if he likes it, you know? So yeah. Now, uh is is going back to that club, like is that uh have you gone back since then? Like no. do you still no? I would never go back. Uh as a matter as a matter of fact, I sued him because they tried to, I mean, when it happened, the manager who was not there anymore, he was like, oh man, this is going to be a social media shit storm. This is because they didn't have any security. They had some little old guy. Right. I mean, that was working the door, but he wasn't security. That's why, that's why nobody showed up. And, and, and honestly, what the little guy tried to intervene and he got knocked down. As a matter of fact, the dude hit him so hard, he knocked his shoe off. I don't know how the hell that equates, but this got his shoe came off. So, right. you know, it, um, it, 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 it was no security. And then finally, the guys, the guys who intervened were the guys who were working in the kitchen. They were the fry cooks. So now we got another problem. We got, we got hot wings and, and fries burning because now we're breaking up a fight. And that's, you know, so it's a whole lot of crap oh. going on, man. And it was no security. Yeah. So, Oh my God! So and, and basically, honestly, your wings were overcooked. Everybody's wings were overcooked. So you know, <laughs> you know, we love chicken. In <laughs> People bit into that chicken. They're like, "What the fuck? Come on, man! What's going on?" <laughs> so, and then what was crazy? This is true. Real. This is true stuff. They tried to dock me for every person that walked out on the child. That's how terrible it was. And they tried to really. 
they they wrote up some stuff as if I incited the whole thing because they wanted to they wanted to get themselves off the hook. But people, you know, once it reaches social media, right. everybody already like okay. And everybody's question was, where was security? There was no security. Well, I thought one of the coolest things you did is because, oh, like, obviously you had an opportunity to punch him back, but you didn't. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I thought that that was actually like really admirable because, you know, you got an image that you're trying to protect. You don't want to like, you know, you a split second could happen any time and people could fall off that. You know what I mean? And you stay. You know something, cool. man, it, 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 I, again, man, it, it, one thing about boxing and, and stuff like that, it's all about discipline. And sometimes you have to have restraint, you know, and 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 I, I I thought about it. I thought it all through while I was on stage because what if, what if I had hit him and hurt him, then we'd be talking about, oh, comedian assault span or what and this and this and that and this and that. And I could have probably got myself sued or the club sued. So I was like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep this guy me and let everybody do their job. Unfortunately, nobody did their job. And, yeah. you know, it, it happened the way it happened. And several people got hurt. I mean, they had, they, this guy, a, after all the people who had gotten hurt, this guy was facing up to 90 years. Holy Lord. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. they tried to nail him. So. Oh, good thing you're going to have an exhibit boxing match with him. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. He's he, 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 he going to catch these hands now. He's going to catch them catch him now catch him. now steve when you when you first started the stand-up you had dreads so right <laughs> oh wow you so hey man you you really went back in the archives huh yeah i wanted to do my research man <laughs> hey man i you know what i used to do a lot of physical comedy because i wasn't much of a writer at first so I would I would I would give a scenario or I would give a premise and I would kind of do the punchline and I would carry the punchline home with physicality. And that was pretty much my style. And it pretty much is because I love to paint a picture, you know, with my material, not only give you a mental picture, but also yeah. give you that physical. So I just I just love doing physical comedy. It is what it is. So, you know, it's, it's, been, it's become a part of me. Do you think that that's a style that's really like taken off in the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years? Because like mostly it's like jokes hitting the jokes, but now a lot of people are actually doing the physical stuff, you know? You know what? But honestly, if you if you if you watch my set, I am like it, it's crazy because I'm a mixture of two. I, I'm a rapid fire comic. Then again, I do a lot of physical physical stuff as well. So I I I got like I like I have like both the styles. But to me, as far as styles are concerned, um, to me, funny is just funny, you yeah. know. Because now I've gotten to a point at fifty four years old, I find myself sitting down on stage a lot. Yeah. Because because it, and it's not because I've gotten lazy. It's that. I'm comfortable with who I am on stage. I know who I am. So whether I'm sitting down, whether I'm standing up, running around, even if I'm naked, I'm still going to be funny because I'm going to be, I'm, you know, because especially when I get out of the shower, ladies going to laugh, but you know, you know, when I warm up, you know, me and yeah. So there yeah. it is. And then like when you uh, first started comedy, you were on tour with a, a national headliner. And then uh, I read that at one point you were homeless while you were on tour with him. 
So yeah. I wanted to I wanted to see like how did you overcome that? Because now Man, you, know you are the headliner. Having good people in your corner. I had a you know a, a good friend of mine. She really looked out for me and my son. And, you know, uh, and nobody really knew. My family didn't even know because I, I, I'm, I'm a prideful person. But my boss, he found out that, you know, because I was working for this company in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And my boss was really, really supportive and really cool. And, and he was so cool. I was working at this rental car company. And he would let me get cars for free for the weekend to go. He's like, go, hey, go live your dream. Just take care of the car. And I would, that's how we would get, get around. And uh, when he found out about what happened to me, he would let me come and sometimes stay in the office. I would, I would go in, get a key, get cleaned up and, um, and leave before anybody gets there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So it was like, it, it was, it was, it was pretty cool just having a support system, man. And, and I, I that's something that I always cherish for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Well, see, I think like that's what people don't understand about stand up, because like my dream is to do stand up like that. And I feel like, you know, there's a chance that you will be homeless. But if you keep it on doing it, you know, what I mean, you could overcome anything. And that's what you proved. Well, the thing is, it's, it didn't necessarily necessarily have to be homeless. It could be um, uh, anything. Man. You could lose a relationship. You got to understand something in this business it has a lot to offer, but it also has a lot to take. You'll lose a lot in this business. And people don't realize the fun part is us being on stage. Yeah. Bullshit is when we get off stage. When 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 we're we trying have to, to go, get the stage. When we try or get trying to get to the stage or just personal issues, family members, friends, you're gonna lose a lot of that on your journey. And you have to be prepared for it because you know, those distractions are going to come. And unfortunately for us, we still have to get on stage and be that happy person and make everybody laugh. And think about it. You, you're, you just been evicted. You lost your girlfriend or your dad died or whatever, anything, God forbid. And you have to go on stage and make all these people forget about their problems for 30, 45 minutes to an hour. And then they go home happy and as soon as those stage lights cut off, you by yourself and you don't have anybody to talk to or entertain you. So yeah. you got to do it. And that's so that's how with that being said, I've learned to entertain myself. So when I'm on stage, I'm entertaining me. me that's me being on stage is like my therapy. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do anything. You know, uh, I just perform. And that is my that that's my that's my um. That's my that's my go to. That's my go to. And uh, would you say that uh, when you did BET, like it really gave you that extra push in comedy? It gave it gave me a little notoriety, but I mean, I did I did comedy do like eight times, eight years. So yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've 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 had a lot of great experiences with it. Uh, I've I've done a lot of TV shows. Uh, um, Comics Unleashed, Comics Unleashed Hot Chocolate, uh, Martin Lawrence First Amendment, Def Jam, of course, Comic View, uh, the Apollo, all that. But it, it gives you notoriety, but at the same time, there's still politics in the business. Yeah. So you you might you might get this notoriety, but then again, it might be some guys like, well, we still don't like him and this and that. And you may not get the 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 uh, breaks that you want. 
But, you know, I still look at it. I look at Bernie Mac, the late, great Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was in comedy almost 35 years before he got his break. Yeah. So why the hell am I quitting? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why am I getting frustrated? There are a lot of comics, uh, professional entertainers who literally quit because they're not getting that break they thought they could, they, they, they should have got. But, you know, your time is your time. Your time is your time. And you and you have to always remember that and always celebrate when people get their chance. Because yeah. everybody's going to get their chance. But are you willing to wait on your chance? Are you willing to continuously work? Are you continuously... Uh, are you are you are you willing to be patient? A lot would of people. Say, would you say patience is uh, that is something that really helped you during your career? Is helping me now. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, I will tell you this now, and everybody in the business knows it. As far as as far as stand up comedy, if you mention the name Steve Brown to any comic that knows me, they'll be like, "Oh, this dude is one of the funniest guys in the country, hands down." But I may not have the notoriety like they said, the entertainers and all of it. And I respect them so much. They they are where they are for a reason. But I feel like I'm just as good or even better. But I can't get bitter. I got to continue worrying about Steve getting better, staying professional, being humble, and working hard to get to where they are. Because honestly, I, I really feel that there's a reward in it for me. I just I just have to stay focused. And that's just what it is. You're, all, people, you're also ahead, a comedian who doesn't like, I don't know about this for sure, but it seems to me you just care about stand up. You don't really care about acting. You know what I mean? No, I care about acting too. I've taken oh. acting classes. I do it all. I do it all. But the thing is, stand up is, is my thing. I love stand up, you know, because, you know, <laughs> I'm one of those people. I don't work well with others. And what I mean by, I'm not saying I'm being an asshole. It's like I don't work well with others. If you if you don't have the compassion or the grind that I have, we're gonna have some problems. If we right. if we're like if, if we're on a we're a trio, and I feel like okay, if you guys are not busting your asses like I am, we're gonna have a problem. That's why I'm like okay, that's why I love the stand up thing because you can't hold anybody accountable but yourself. You look in that mirror and say, hey, you fucked up. Yeah, you got to get better. Y'all can't say hey. Hey, Keith, you fucking up, which you always do because Victor texted me and told me you do. But the thing is... <laughs> I do fuck up a lot. Yeah, so I didn't want to bring that up because Victor, Victor, I'm sorry for putting you out there, man. But but he he sent me a text that you be fucking up too, Victor. So I just wanted to put it out there. But I don't want you to fight. I don't want you to fight. I love you guys' podcast. But yeah. definitely, man, you know, you get... This stand-up is a one-man game. And, you, and, it's, it's, and you can't point the finger at nobody. You can only hold yourself accountable. Are you writing like you're supposed to? Are you are you going over your stuff like you're supposed to? Are you dedicated to the joke? Are you are you are you working the stage? Are you doing everything you're supposed to? Who are you gonna blame for that? You can't blame the light guy. You yeah. can't blame the sound man. You can only blame you. So I, I, that's, this is why I love it. You know. I think that that's actually great advice that you said. It's a one man game because like uh, a lot of people who you know they're glitchy with like a headliner who goes on the road and stuff. They rely on that headliner for work. And it's like there's it comes up, you know, I mean, I was with Norm for eight years, so I obviously relied on him. But there comes a time where I have to get out of that. You know what I mean? Because I got to be my own person. You know something, man, that that was my biggest mistake to becoming homeless. Re relying on the guy that helped me um, get started, worshiped the ground he walked on. And then he turned on me 
and it turned into something ugly and boom, next thing you know, I was off my shows and he knew it and he knew what I was going through, but that was his way of so-called punishing me. You know, and so, so, so yes, it's okay to go on the road with headliners, learn as much as you can from that headliner. Yeah. Both, 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 this is the key, both good and bad. Learn what to do, but also watch them and learn what not to fucking do. And, yeah. and you, and you create the person you want to be in that personality and go from, but, but at the same time, work, work your butt off as the feature or the, or the MC and keep in contact with the people who book you. So, Hey, you can, you can set your own table. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I didn't do. So now it's like, I'm only being booked through this guy. Hey man, I don't know you. I don't know. Hey, because I didn't set that table for myself. So now any, any guy that, that, um, goes on the road, I'm taking a lot of guys on the road with me and I, and I'll let them know, Hey man, your time is expiring. I feel like you, 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 where you are, where you can stand on your own two feet. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, I hope that you've collected a lot of, you know, info from, from these promoters and club owners, and I wish you the best. Now it's, time, it's on to the next. So. Now, would, would you say social, because like back, back when you started, it was all about word of mouth, like, oh my God, Steve Brown's the funniest. Now it's all about social media. You know what I mean? Would you say that that just has destroying comedy in a way? Social media is fucking comedy up big time in a way it's helping comedy but it's also is also messing comedy up in a big way and what i mean by that is people don't realize that how 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 big of a hack it is as far as social media and what i mean by that is you can be doing comedy a week yeah victor could be going doing comedy for 10 years and be funny as hell on stage but Keith, you put up a video that goes viral a couple of times and then says you're a comedian. Guess who they're going to want to see? They're going to want to see you. And guess what? But you don't have any time. Now people have paid all this money to see you and you only got two minutes. Keith is a victor sitting back there like he has a whole hour of fucking fire. Now the consumers that have never seen a comedy show before, they go and see you and they be like, oh, is this what comedy really about? I'm not going back right. to that shit again. Right. It happens. <laughs> but a lot of club owners are taking chances because it's what we call the microwave era. They want results right now. They want somebody who's going to put asses in seats. It's not about who's funny anymore. It's about who can put asses in seats. Yeah. But what's, what's messed up, though, and I've seen it happen a lot in the Bay Area and in L.A., where these, like, TikTok stars, have been, like, they have, like, million followers like and they're going to be at this club for a certain amount like five shows like they're expecting them to sell them out it's like only 450 seats and you got millions of followers 450 seats five shows like you know you should be able to sell that out no problem but they're all 12 year olds you can't get into comedy clubs so it's like, <laughs> like 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 so they end up like giving out these free tickets and i'm not trying to hate like you know god forbid that anybody make any money in this but um, I'm just saying that it's like they, uh, a lot of comedy clubs have been like putting their eggs and all their eggs in the baskets of yeah. these TikTok slash YouTube comedians. I call and, them I call them social medians. What, social social medians. Social, social medians. And the thing <laughs> is, in <laughs> real in real talk, man, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Whereas these guys would sell out shows for the weekend and bomb every show. 
Yeah. Every show. <laughs> and now and the club owner is looking at the, the real season comic like, hey man, I need you to go up and I'm like, no, no, the fuck you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You know, so so it, it it's it's it it but it is it had so it's it's pretty much letting us know that we have to get up on our game as far as the social media as well. Um, we, 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 we can't say I'm funny and everybody knows me. No, I have to, I work my social media too. I'm not as good at it as the social medians are, but you know, it, 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 my social media is pretty decent where it keeps me relevant and, and, it, and it's growing and I'm, I'm, because I'm learning more about how to do it. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of my stuff is really word of mouth and I, that's a blessing. So I know that's going to keep me working. I think it's also cool because you are the actually one, the one who's actually doing your social media and you're not having an assistant doing it. That's how I got right. in contact with you. You know what I mean? Right. His assistant yeah, I, would tell I, me to go kick rocks. Right. And I don't know why the hell I gave you my number. But go ahead. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. Steve. That's hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a good question. I don't know why he gave Keith the number. Um, yeah, like shit, dude. <laughs> no, she, Keith's a good dude. Keith's a good dude. Hey, Victor, man, you got any fact, I gave him, I gave him uh, my mom's number, and my mom called me and like, you know, Keith has been trying to reach you. I'm like, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave it to me two years ago. <laughs> Hey man, yo, you you need to be on some type of detective show because you 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 you've been on me. <laughs> hey man, but honestly, I can say I really appreciate your patience, and uh, I'm I'm one of those people, man. I I mean, success came early, and I'm still growing, but I love people, and I I want to say this on your podcast that I apologize that I wasn't on earlier. But, you know, I try to get to people as much as I can, you know, as far as doing what I do, because I love people. And then when you hit me up this time, I was like, yeah, because I'm like, damn, I'm not supposed to be on this podcast. Let me make it happen. So yeah. here I am. And you guys are bullying me just like I thought. <laughs> well, I really do appreciate it. But like the reason why I, I do the podcast is because I don't really care about how many subscribers or numbers I have. I care about I feel as a comedian, you could always learn. Like, you're never, ever going to be like even Dave Chappelle, for example, best comedian of all time. The guy could still fucking learn. You know what I mean? We could all learn. And I feel the only way you could learn to be the best is to interview the best. You know what I mean? Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, like, that's why I really enjoy interviewing people, because I feel it helps my comedy, too, because I could learn tips that you give me or someone else gives me. and I could grow. That's cool. How long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing it for 17 years. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's what's up. What about I, you, Victor? I've been nine, good for six. Nine, <laughs> nine years. What about you, Victor? Nine years. Oh, yeah, well, Keith, uh, you told me Victor's been doing it seven, nine years, but it seemed like he's been in for like two months. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. That's fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> it's okay, dude. It's okay, man. I'm it's okay. Still, I'm still learning. Well, if you um, take the COVID years out, it's two months. Get the hell out of here. You take the COVID years, it's seven years. Don't be an asshole. It's seven yeah. years. All right. But I was I was grinding hard during the pandemic. I did the Zoom shows and I did select outside shows, like you know, like like in front of bars and shit. Um, that was going on in the Bay Area. And then I did Victor second, opens for me. Um comedically. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta ask Steve a question. 
Hey man, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, if uh if I come to the bay, I'll be glad to open for both of you guys. You know what I mean? Hey, it's no shame in my game. I, I, I as long as I'm on the show, I'm cool. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> I um definitely. Well, I'm I'm in I'm I'm in L.A. now, but like um, what's it called? I'm from the bay. Okay, cool. Damn, you're better than an agent. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, uh, I'll be like, I'm like, is that is that, is that, is that Victor at at at, uh, at Texco at Pump Seven? Sure, let me go on and open up for him. Let me go on do my little. <laughs> Oh my God. I open for you, man. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not with the ego stuff. I mean, no, I love it. No, I get, I know, I, I know, I can tell by what you're saying that, I mean, nobody with an ego would say that, of course. Uh, that's that's hilarious, man. No, I, I had a question because, like, I, I, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I didn't even run this by Keith because I was like, fuck Keith. You know, I was just more like, you know, um, no, I love Keith. Keith is my brother, and um, I was just wondering because, like, this happened to me. I'm, I'm I'm Mexican, and you can just tell by looking at me, I am not white. And um, I do shows sometimes, and I get some really racist audiences. And so I was wondering, uh, do have you dealt with racism, like with audiences, throughout your career? That you hell did? yeah, man! These black people treat me like I ain't shit. I'm like, wait a minute, look now. <laughs> I'm one of y'all. God, God, what is going on? They tell, me I'm, they tell me I'm not black enough. I'm like, what kind of bullshit is this? What? You know what, man? Real talk, real talk. I will say this, and I will say this in all honesty. I haven't experienced it yet. Why? Because I go in every club with respect, and I go in like God sent me there. I can go in front of an all-white audience and do my thing and they'll love me. And, and the thing is, is because people love to laugh. Yeah. Laughter Absolutely. conquers yeah. everything. I, I've, mm -hmm. I, that's just what it is. That's how I feel. So I, I haven't experienced it, you know, and if I have, I probably I probably experienced it, experienced it and didn't know about it. Now, I'm going to tell you, um, I, I, I've, I've seen... Um, what you, what what would you call it? Um, uh, man, when um a person gets um more, what would you call it? Oh my God, privilege! I've seen that, and right. I'll give you a perfect example. A kid by the name of Michael Wolf. I want you to look him up, Michael Wolf. Let me see if that's his name for because I, I I forgot his name. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Michael Wolf. He's from he's from Alabama. Okay, uh, and tell, when you look him up, let let me know if you found him because I. Oh yeah, I'm looking him up. Okay, look him up, Michael Wolf. Michelle Wolf, no, no. Michael Wolf. Michael, Michael Wolf. <laughs> Sounds look like a dude, Keith. Right. Right. With two Fs or with, with an E, or one uh, Wolf. Uh, F. I mean W O L F. I think Michael Wolf. I think that's what it is. Is he see. comedian? Yes. I mean, okay. No, well, he's not Googleable. Okay, let me see if. <laughs> let me see. Michael Michelle J. Wolf comes up. Michael J. Wolf, New York comedian, Hold UCB on. performer, filmmaker, humorist. That's not him. Uh, 
hold on. Let me let me let me find it real quick. Let me, let me find it real quick and then I'll uh I'll uh if you, you want to just story, for the purpose of the story use my name, totally cool. Okay. No, but I really want Keith Razor. Uh, no, you you okay. Keith Razor prick. All right, so <laughs> my, Michael Roof. I'm sorry, that's his name. Michael Roof. Michael Roof. And it's, it's like roof as in on a house. I'm sorry. I said wolf. My bad. <laughs> oh, I know Michael. You know Michael? Yeah, he's an actor, right? You know him. Well, no, I mean, I don't know him personally like the donut guy. But, but you've yeah. seen him. Yeah, yeah. Very talented. Well, now, Michael <laughs> is, he's dead now. Yeah. He died. All right. Suicide. Oh, Michael, no. this guy is from... Uh, I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's like 30 minutes from Birmingham. Uh, and Michael was from, was from Dothan. Not, yeah, Dothan. He used to ride his motorcycle. I used to do a comedy night in Tuscaloosa years ago. He used to ride his motorcycle um, up to Tuscaloosa to do comedy shows. And he would act like a chicken. So we gave him the name Chicken Man. Yeah. I gave him the name Chicken Man, right? So... I started taking him on the road with me. He didn't have a whole lot of time, but he did this thing acting with the chicken character and it was blowing everybody away. This well-known club owner here in Atlanta saw him, moved him to Atlanta, gave him a place to stay, took him to Hollywood. Next thing you know, he's a big time actor. Now he's the guy who was a club owner here, all this talent, he looked over all of us. He got this guy, took him to Hollywood. He did all these movies. He look at his resume, all this stuff. He had his own sitcom, didn't he? All that. Yeah. And, then, and, and and I mean, and had been doing comedy two years. Oh, and, 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 and people, you know, the black comedians, they were really, really upset about it because they filled this guy's club up every weekend making him money. But this guy saw this guy that I brought. He didn't even say, man, you ought to come along and nothing. He's like, and it, it really made everybody feel some type of way. But that's the only thing that I experienced. I'm like, okay, good for you. I discovered, I looked at it like I discovered an actor. Or I helped right. somebody get on and I kept it moving. But a lot of people were really upset about it. And, and the sad thing is when um, Michael committed suicide, the club owner wanted us all to come and speak at, at his... Um, Memorial at his club. I was the only one to show up. Holy shit! And see, it but it wasn't it wasn't Michael's fault. They are mad at the wrong person. Right. Michael was just doing his job, and he got a break, you know. And whatever happened happened. But I mean, I I, I could have said race was involved, but at the same time, no matter what comes to you in this business, you still gotta stay focused i did a i did a special in um i forgot the name levity live i think it's west nyack new jersey and the guy set me up really good because i'm like i'm ready to do my special and i go out crowd full of hispanics they don't know what the fuck i'm talking about right. <laughs> i'm like how I said, and I'm like, I'm saying in my mind, where the hell is Victor when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> I want to translate it. I know, man. So I got your back, homie. 
Yeah, I got, I got man. Not, not that damn, not, not that night you did. I don't I know where the hell you I was busy, man. I was mopping shit up somewhere else. Probably. Hey, man, those <laughs> people were like, we're booing, we're booing you for Victor. We're booing you for Victor. <laughs> oh, man, that's how we're fucked up from now on. Anytime you don't got a good set, you're like, oh, you guys are yeah. great. My name's Victor Pacheco. Have a great night. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, my God, because I heard of some, uh, um, and, uh, this, this black dude was saying this about this other black dude and the other black dude found out and he was very pissed off. And yeah. I was just like, like, I mean, it, like bomb bombs, like inner, like, like failed crowd work bombs. And wow. like, then he said he was somebody else. And then the other dude found out. I was just like, that's fucked up. And then, so I was just like, I mean, I know another, like, you know, I know a bunch of, you know, fat Mexican guys I could say who I am if I don't do good, you know? The thing is, the, the the joke would be a whole, it would go, I mean, everybody does it when they don't do well. But the thing is, man, you got to say somebody who you don't look like at all. You can be like, hey, I'm Steve Brown or I'm, I'm, I'm Seth Entertainer. Any, I mean, that's how it really go. But if you if you say another Mexican guy, they're going to be like, oh, man, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But, right, yeah. yeah. Tell me you're a black guy that's or something, whatever. Funny. You can say, I'm, uh, I'm hey, I, I'm, I'm Bill Cosby. Anybody, just throw it out there. Now, Steve, I had a question because uh, you've been doing comedy for 30 years, you know, so 20, 25 uh, plus. You tr- don't 20, put me in the ground yet. <laughs> plus. But, uh, you know, we already talked about how, you know, when you were younger and stuff, you had uh, you had to rely on a headliner, which I'm sure whatever happened, you know, there was a beef there. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to ask you in your in the time that you've been doing comedy, because I'll be honest, I. I'm not a headliner. I feel I'm a feature headliner, you know, someone who can feature and headline if I need to, but I'm not a headliner. You know what I mean? So I feel beefs are what is, they're just not worth it. And I have beefs with some people. And I just wanted to see like, in your advice, the older you get, the more wiser you get. How do you like shut those down? Because I'm sure you had some, but I'm continue to be funny. And yes, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've known in the business, especially in the in, in, in the, 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 the 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 our comedy uh, circuit, um, I've I've beat up a couple of comics before. I've I mean, you gotta, you know, you guys being in the comedy business is a lot worse off stage. You go through so many personalities, you oh, go through wow. so many so many scumbags, you go through joke things, you go through all this stuff, and and they do it and they pull your your cord because. It's a slippery slope to the top, and they want you to fail, and they move on a slope. It's a competition, no matter what. It's a business. So they take it. Some people take it to the extreme to try to knock you off, knock you off your square, do shit to you before a show or whatever, and make you look bad So to make themselves look good. Uh, so, you, you, I mean, at the end of the day, and I'll tell anybody this. I always say this. You ain't got to like me. You ain't got to like the way I look, the way I smell. You can say whatever you want to say about Steve Brown. But in the end, the last thing you're going to say, but that motherfucker funny. Just be funny. Just continue to be funny. It doesn't, because people want funny. They don't give a damn about all that outside stuff. Like, for instance, this thing with, I'm sure you heard about the beef with Monique and D.L. Hughley. Totally, totally, totally uh, uncalled for. 
Why? You guys are rich and you fighting about who's going on, on, on last. I put out a tweet and said, my tweet was this. I didn't even get involved in all that. I'm like, look, I admire both these headliners. I admire their success and their hard work. And I can't wait to get to reach their platform. That was it. And, my, and, I, ha and I hashtag that is all. Because everybody's speaking there. Uh, their mind on it. Oh, this person was wrong. I don't give a fuck. Give me the money. Let me right. let me let me get paid for what I'm doing. I can get because these two, we we're commenting and we're saying this and that. These people still paid. Yeah. We're trying to get to their level. So it's like, yeah, I'm not even finna buy into all that. So at the end of the day, they can say Keith stinks. He has a bad body odor, which you did tell me that, Victor. But at the <laughs> end of the day, he's funny. Right. He's funny. Hey man, the dude, he 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 he's, he's homeless. He, he doesn't have any gas in his car. His girlfriend left him. He's a big-ass bum. But guess what? That motherfucker funny. Yeah. That's all we care about. And that's all you should care about. Yeah. That's a great advice. Uh, that's excellent. Be Victor, funny. you got any last-second questions for the great Steve Brown? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Victor, you... I don't have no fucking money. I don't. I'm not going to I you. swear to God, I'm not one of those type of Mexicans. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm classy. I'm, I'm new school. I got gay friends. I don't have sex. Oh, my God. Them. All right. Jesus Christ. I just want to make you uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no, no. That's why I call Mexican men poppy. Right. Hey, what's okay. up, poppy? They're like, you Puerto Rican? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> but no, no, no. I'm just... Uh, is that type of dude, but every no, um, so um, you're a really funny comic, and you've been on the road to opening up for uh, really like you know, like huge comics. And I'm wondering, uh, is there any advice that you got from some of these comics that you'd be willing to share? Sure, hey man, I've opened up for a lot of people, big names that should have opened up for me, and what yes. I mean by is ta talent wise, when. It's your time, your time, it ain't about them. It's about you. You the baddest motherfucker in the house. You gotta remember that. You are the if you got 10 minutes, you're the baddest motherfucker in the house for 10 minutes. That's 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 your only concern. If you if you're an opener, you got seven minutes, be the baddest motherfucker. And you gotta realize that go in there and get on that stage like God sent you there. I now honestly, being funny also has its curses in the business. Because sometimes you can get kicked off shows because some headliners. Who are not willing to work as hard as they used to? They, they don't want get, to work hard. They get intimidated. I've gotten kicked off a lot of tours and all that, all because they don't like. Oh man, this motherfucker, he 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 go too hard. But I'm like, okay, if I go too hard, let's just switch the order and renegotiate the money. Yeah. Right. That, that makes sense. It. That makes sense. They don't want to do it. So it's like that's why I'm like, okay, man. Once I become this solid household name, because right now. I'm a hut hole name, a hut, you know, a tent or whatever. That right now I'm a hut, but I'm working on the house. Pretty soon I'm gonna be a trailer park. Then I'm gonna be an apartment. Then I'm gonna be a household name. We gotta there's levels to this shit. But trust me, I'm getting to that house. But at the same, but while you're working up those those residencies or whatever, you gotta stay humble and you gotta keep working. Keep your nose to the ground and stay funny. Be respectful. Be cool. Try to get along with people. But at the end of the day, be funny. Somebody make you mad. Or uh, before you go on stage, tear that stage and fucking park for the time you got. You ain't got to overdo it. You ain't got to go over your time. Just do what you got to do. Focus on you. Stay focused. Trust me, you'll win every time. And now, Steve, my last question for you is when you bring somebody on the road and you mentor them, 
like what's advice you tell them like because when I was with Norm, Norm used to tell me, do every single show like you're going to be funnier than me, but you're never going to be funnier than me. And then, you know, so that was my goal is to get funnier. You know what I mean? So, like, what's your advice when you bring my your- my your goal again is to be the baddest person in the room? Because okay. it's not you, you do your do what you're supposed to do within the time that you have, but give it your all. And, and the rest is on the headliner. Your job, if you're if you're on the road with me. Your job is to really say, man, that guy was really, really funny. And then me, I'm so, my standards are so high high for comedy and I challenge myself. I'm a Leo, so I'm, a, I'm super competitive. And I'll tell you to your face, oh man, Keith, you killed him tonight. Too bad I don't make him forget about you. Right. I mean, and it's, 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 it's I'm joking, but at the same time, I'm serious. Because serious, now, yeah. you, now you've motivated me to go harder. But at that's the same what time, you like, right? Right. But at the same time, it's not really about me trying to make them forget about you because it's not a competitive thing. It's me getting being better than I thought I could be. I'm pushing myself. I'm always if, 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 if I can get a standing go, I can get two or three standing goes in one show and ask my lady, how did I do? OK, did I, what did I do wrong? Did I, I didn't hear him laugh at this joke. I'm always critical of what I do. So, I mean, I mean, and, and, and trust me, I've been doing this a long time. Every show I do, even if it's a small show, I'm nervous as fuck before I go on. Yeah. I think I, that's true I, for everyone. Yeah. 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 So it is what it is. But listen, man, I really appreciate y'all. Where can the folks at home follow you and support um, you? You can follow me on my 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 Instagram, Comic Steve Brown, one word, Comic Steve Brown. Also uh, on Facebook, my fan page, All Things Steve Brown, All Things Steve Brown. Twitter, Comic Steve Brown, same thing. Guys, I really appreciate y'all having me on, man. This was a blessing. If you need me again, man, don't call me. Don't ever call me again in your life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, thanks, Steve. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for making us laugh, man. Really hey, man, thank it. you. I appreciate you guys. Victor, stay black. Stay black. Hey, brother. I, I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm in there. All right, brother. Thanks for the love, man. Have a good day, Steve. Thank yeah. you. Man. All right. So that was uh, the interview with Steve Brown, guys. Subscribe, rate, review. Victor, did you have fun? Yeah, it was a really good time. Uh, I really liked how friendly and like outgoing dude it was. It, it was just like I, I don't know. It felt like it felt like I was in the green room right now. All right. Like, cool. So it was, it was uh, fun. Hey. S- don't leave the this chat when I stop recording. I wanted to ask you something. For folks at home, subscribe, rate, review. And uh, we'll see you guys next week on Razor Riffs. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.